Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in <clears throat> to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, so I know it's been a few weeks here. Aurora and I actually went to uh, Disney World for a little bit there before the holiday. Uh, we got really wrapped up with different things there at Disney uh, while Aurora was running around with Lady and the Tramp and all that stuff. So um, for those of you who don't know, Aurora is the three-year-old dachshund on the cover art of the podcast here. Um and yeah we just got wrapped up in some things wasn't able to do any episodes while we were there but uh we are back and excited to talk about some topics for today's episode so the thing is today there's a, there's a lot to talk about uh we're gonna have to span a couple things that we want to talk about uh to, to next week's episode but um this is a post christmas episode so you know happy holidays to everybody out there i uh, hope you had a wonderful christmas holiday or you know whatever holiday that you celebrate um and yeah, New Year's is up right around the corner, so we'll see uh, what is there to come. Obviously, the Omicron variant, things like that of COVID's taking a big toll on everything, you know, sports-related and non-sports-related at this point. So uh, we do hope that, you know, all our thoughts and prayers are with everybody out there experiencing that. Hope that it gets better and goes away quickly, because um, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that, guys, and uh, we need we need normalcy. Again, we're not ready to go right back into... You know, another depressing, um, you know, month or however long it would be of, you know, shutting down. I mean, this just can't happen at this point. So, um, I mean, it can, but for people's mental well-being, I mean, my gosh, uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I think there needs to be more psychologists in the world because you know, there's just not enough help for people right now with what's going on with COVID and, and everything, all the depression that comes along with it, right? But first off, uh, we'll move off of that and get into today's episode. Uh, so we're going to break down a little bit of after Christmas exhaustion, okay, in the sports world, okay? And this is what we see, like, you know Christmas Day. It's so amazing, right? Christmas Day is awesome. You wake up, well, very different than, you know, the the, the group that I spent my Christmas with this year is very different than what I was used to. But I'm used to the traditional holiday um, for Christmas where we are <laughs> you get up the butt crack of dawn because the kids in the house are jumping on bed waking you up screaming shouting whatever right so this is like 6 30 7 a.m you know whenever you can get the parents up you know i think my parents were a little bit more open to getting up early when i was younger like the, you know as my like youth cuteness wore off my parents would um tend to sleep in a little bit more you know, like, the, I remember the first few Christmases I remember, like, we didn't even wait for the coffee to get started. Like, all right, we are going at it. Parents are in the room, got the camera ready, and we're we're opening stuff, right? But then it became, oh, well, hold on. Let's, let's get the coffee started, and then we'll open it. Okay, so they start the coffee. Then after that, it was, okay, well, let's let the coffee get finished, you know, so it's ready, and we can drink it while you open your gifts. Okay, and then it was... Hold on, we're going to hit snooze and sleep in a little bit. Then we're going to start the coffee. Then we're going to wake up. So, you know, as the cuteness wears off for the kids, I feel like the parents are a little bit less uh, open to, to getting up early. Um, but anyway, it's still a great day, right? However, the next day, especially for the parents, not so much for the kids, but it is exhausting. There's so many leftovers, so much trash around the house, toys all over the house. Toys are, they're, The toys are already not as shiny as when you bought them for Christmas Day. Some of them are broken. They're missing pieces. Like All this stuff that you invested money in, it's like, oh, and now it's normal. It's not a nice, fancy gift anymore. It's, it's a regular toy like they've had. 
So that's essentially what we're left with. You know, that's in sports as well uh, right now, this time of year. And we're going to break that down now. Um, first off, to start off the, the year, well, to start off the NBA season, the Nets had gained our respect as a Christmas present. They had gained a lot of respect from me uh, and Aurora here on the podcast, only to unwrap the paper on Christmas and realize it's just a big piece of coal inside. That's all it is, guys. We thought it was this big, nice, fancy box. It was wrapped all nice. The Nets were holding to their morals and saying, you know what, Kyrie, we're not going to let you play. We're going to hold on to this. It's not about team success. There's there's a level of professionalism here and, and everything we got to hold you to and, and team, team being a team player and accountability, and you're not going to play just away games. And that was a great present. It looked nice. It was it was wrapped so nice and shiny and fancy, and we couldn't wait to see what was inside. And we didn't even get to the postseason to have it be unwrapped and see that it's just it's just a piece of coal. There's not really anything nice, shiny, fancy in there. Um, the Nets are still the organization we believe. So Kyrie will be able to now play away games. The Nets have allowed him to come back to practices, and he will start participating. I think they're eyeing January 5th. As that game, this is sad, guys. It's sad. It's disappointing, and it's absurd on so many levels. They, the Nets, put an act up, and they have lost my respect. I mean, they didn't have a lot of it to begin with, but they had gained a lot of respect from me this year, from Aurora this year. I think from a lot of other fans this year, from what I'm hearing from other fans and what I've seen, and to go back on this, to fall back on this. It's it's uh, they've lost all of that that they gained this year to me, um, all of it. And oh, by the way, they're the top seed right now in the East. It's not like they need Kyrie back. Okay, yeah, they probably don't want Kevin Durant to get like exhausted because he's like you know carrying that team essentially. <laughs> but guys, here's the thing: at the end of it all, when you're looking at this. Kevin Durant, yeah, he, he may not be able to like carry the team the whole season. Maybe they think he's going to wear down. One, I don't think that he's going to wear down as much as they think. Two, I think James Harden has is going to start playing better. He started playing better recently anyway. But to bring Kyrie back is a slap in the face to all your fans. Kyrie was paid to sit on his butt for these past months because he is spoiled. Like some other athletes out there in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, etc. The list will go on. And yeah, people are going to get mad at me when I say LeBron James is spool, but he is. He is able to not play whatever games he wants to not play and stuff like that. It, he's done it in previous seasons. Now, he hasn't done it this season. You know why? Because his teammates have been hurt. Because he has to be out there. All right? There's plenty of seasons you look at in the past where he's just sat and he's rested and he's rested and he's rested like an old man and he's not an old man. So it's it's frustrating to see that. Same thing with Kawhi Leonard. He sits out a bunch of games because he needs rest, right? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this rest crap. I'm tired of guys sitting there saying, I need a rest game. Okay, well, if you need a rest game, you don't get paid for that game. You don't get paid for it. There's 82 games in the season, Okay. So take whatever percentage one game is out of 82, take that out of the person's salary if they're going to rest, okay? 
Because these teams are getting paid, they're paying trainers, they're paying professionals, medical professionals, to keep these guys going throughout the season and healthy. So if it's not an injury, and it's them just wanting to rest, then clearly they're pushing themselves too much in practices and things like that, and they're not able to compete during games. LeBron James, that's his been that's been his big problem. That's been LeBron James' big problem. He gets wore out at the end of seasons. He hasn't been able to do things lately in the postseason and things like that because he wears down. Well, why is that? Because he's pushing his body to the limits more than it's capable of to be able to consistently hold up. And that's what he's finding. That's why he started resting and crap. Well, instead of that, why don't you stop putting on so much muscle? Why don't you stop working out? as much as you're doing you see it in so many players vince carter and others as they age they diminished in size they didn't work out as much they kept their conditioning up they stayed healthy they adapted their game and lebron james has been adapting his game but it's not to a level that is sustainable as he ages <clears throat> and that's going to be really bad for him other players like like i said vince carter have adapted their game over time to being less physical to you know you know, basically outsmarting and being more of an experienced player than everybody around him. And that's what kept him having a great career, even in his later years. And that's what most players have done. LeBron's not doing that. He's not willing to give that up. And so that's going to cause more wear and tear and ultimately decline his, you know, his athletic ability and his performance a lot quicker than some of these other guys. Now, he can change that any day now, and maybe that happens. But that would be my advice to him. We realize that the Nets... Getting back on to Kyrie, because we don't want to jump off on tangent on Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James right now. We realize that the Nets are no different than any organization. We thought they were, and just like every other toy under the tree, they're not. Honestly, Aurora and I believe that this is going to hurt the Nets more than it is going to help them. Okay, and watch as their lead in the conference will dwindle. Okay, watch as that will start to happen once Kyrie starts playing games with them. I don't think Kyrie is in a mental mindset where he should be playing basketball. I think he needs to seek a, a mental health professional. I think that he should have done that a long time ago, and he has not. Um, this is the big thing that I have when players come out and they say, you know, I'm upset about this. I'm hurt about this. This is bothering me. Okay, well, if that's bothering you, what do you do? What happens if your hamstring's bothering you? You go seek the team doctor, okay? What happens when something's bothering you mentally? You should go seek a physician. You should go seek a psychologist or someone who can help you with these issues. These players aren't doing that, okay? They're just wanting to sit there and say, oh, no, I'm not upset, I'm upset about this, so I'm going to get paid while I sit on my butt, please. Thank you. That's what Kyrie did, okay? Now, finally, I think that for the Nets, I think they finally, to me, I think they probably got fed up with paying some guy to sit on his rear end and do nothing for them. Um, so they want to pay him to actually produce something, which is absurd to me if they're actually paying him. There's no reason they should be paying him. I don't think they should be. Uh, he needs to be docked all the pay for all the games that he uh, had to sit out because of COVID or whatever. I don't care if it's even just half the games. Dock him for every away game that he didn't play in, okay? Because, you know, he had the chance – or dock him for every home game. Okay, because he had a chance to go play those games. He chose not to go play those games. And I get it. I know, guys, people don't want to be forced to take the vaccine and stuff like that. I get it. I'm not saying that everybody has to be forced to do certain things or whatever. But you have to understand, as everybody else in the world has to understand, these athletes are being put on a pedestal. 
and these athletes are being treated like they're not regular humans. They're not like other normal people on the planet. So if you want to stand up and make a difference, you need to be able to be in press conferences. You need to have great performances on the court to be able to talk about that consistently and make it newsworthy and make people aware of what's going on. But there's so many Americans, there's so many people around the world that are losing their jobs, have lost their job, and are going to still lose their job because of vaccine and COVID-related issues. Now, when that continues to occur, okay, and you got a guy who's sitting on his butt still getting paid to what, make try to make a difference in that aspect, he's not making a difference in that aspect, okay? Normal people lose their jobs. Normal people have to come to that realization that that's how the world is. And at some point, you're not going to be able to fix it overnight. You have to keep pushing for it. And that's what everybody can do. But it's going to take time. And people don't have the patience. People want to change something overnight. It's not going to change overnight. So get that out of your head that this is not going to change overnight. And if you are wanting to make a decision that you are 100% for, and you are against something so much that you're going to make a decision that will affect your livelihood and your career, that's up to you. That's a personal choice, and that and more power to you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, that, I mean, there, there's really not. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, make your own decision. Do what you want to do when it comes to the vaccine and whatnot. I mean, I would encourage everybody to get it because it helps not just you, but everybody around you. And I feel like it's kind of inconsiderate if you're if you don't take it. That's my personal feeling. But that's a lot of people's personal feeling. Charles Barkley said the same thing. I mean Shaquille Neal said the same thing. I mean, that's that's how a lot of people feel. But at the end of the day, I understand it is a personal choice. And I'm not gonna push somebody. I'm not gonna sit there and tell somebody, Oh, you have to do this or I'm gonna make you do this. I wouldn't be sitting there making someone lose their job if they're not going to take it. But at the same time, that's how the world is. Everybody in the world, there's so many people in the world that work under people out there that they don't like their CEO, they don't like their manager, their boss, or their thoughts, their personal preferences, the way they think about things. Get over it because that's the way the world is. If you want to do something different, go take another job. Go somewhere else, okay? Figure something else out if it's that upsetting to you. So if it's that upsetting to you that you know they're going to require you to have a vaccine, or then leave that job. That's your choice to do so. And you know the thing is that these jobs in these places aren't forcing you to do anything. They're giving you a choice. Okay, the choice is you get the vaccine, you keep this position. If you don't get the vaccine, then you are choosing to vacate that position because we we are requiring that you have it. So it's still a choice. Yes, it's a hard choice. And yes, it may not be a fair choice in many people's eyes, but it is what it is. That's the world. A lot of things aren't fair. And I'm sorry to tell you that, but that's just how it is. Um, so anyway, when it comes to this, when it comes to Kyrie, this is the, that's the problem I have. This is a guy that wants to sit and hang his head on morals and say, I'm standing up for something. I'm this, I'm that. You're not standing up for something. You're getting paid. All that money is going to you to sit on your rear end and do nothing. And you have a better voice if you would have played this entire time. You would have had a better voice if you would have played and put your money where your mouth is and donated the salary of every single home game that you played because you only got to play it because you got the vaccine. Donate your salary for every single home game to a uh, you know unemployment 
due to vac- non-vaccination nonprofit or something. Start something up. I don't care. Do something instead of sit on your rear end and do nothing, Kyrie. So, you know, I, I think this is going to hurt the team, honestly, though. Like Aurora and I said, uh, we do think it's going to hurt them overall. There's going to be a lot of issues you're going to have to go through. Um, there's a lot of inconsistencies that's going to happen in the beginning, especially. And I think it's really going to hurt the team chemistry. Especially when you hear Kyrie's uh, for press conference he had uh, yesterday or, or this morning, one or the other, and it was um, him saying he's humbled to be there. No, you're not. No, you're not, Kyrie. Do you guys want to know the definition of humble? Kyrie needs to look this up. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Okay, well, let me tell you that. Let me tell you this. Okay, if your importance, if you are humbled to the point, like in this situation, humble. Being humble would be to show that your teammates matter and your teammates are important. Your teammates' success and livelihood matters and is important, okay? And if he's not against the vaccine like he said that he is, he said he's not against the vaccine, then if he was really humble, he would get it and be there for his team 100% of the time instead of just away games. That's not being humble, Kyrie. You're not being humble. You're a spoiled brat. And, and that's what this is. So people need to get over that and stop listening to this crap, okay? I mean, it's the same thing as Aaron Rodgers trying to play the, the pity party right now with, oh, woe is me, and blah, blah, blah. People aren't going to believe that crap. You know, people aren't believing the BS of, oh, we're going to feel sorry for you. Sorry, that's just not going to happen. Um, so anyway, we're going to move on from that. Um, that's kind of our thoughts when it comes to the Kyrie thing. We'll see. I'm kind of rooting against Kyrie, but I, it sucks because I was rooting for the Nets. I wanted to see them do well, and now I don't. Now I don't. So, um, everyone's super excited about sticking in the NBA. Everyone's super excited about LeBron James triple double the other night, and um, last night's performance against the Memphis Grizzlies was was awesome as well. But I don't understand why everybody's going off about this. I don't understand why everybody's so like. It was the whole day people were talking about it on ESPN and crap about LeBron James triple double against the Houston Rockets. Guys, the Houston Rockets are last in the West. They're the, they're the worst team in the Western Conference. He should carve them up, okay? Anthony Davis is not there. So when you're missing one of your top players, what happens? The other top players on your team step up and play better. Russell Westbrook has been playing so much better since AD went down, okay? That's just how it goes. That's what you do. That's why you get paid the money you get paid. So I, I, I get it. It's a triple-double, and yeah, that's, that's a great thing. But since when does a triple-double make you, like, talked about so freaking much on ESPN and crap? I don't understand that. Um, he should have carved that team up. He should have done what he did last night. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm saying he should have done what he did last night. As being in the conversation of one of the greatest of all time, he should have done that last night. And I'm glad that he did because he has been looking rusty. He has been looking like he doesn't care. Uh, un, like he's been really unmotivated this year. I mean, you can see it. And so to see that he didn't mail in that game yesterday and last night up against the Memphis Grizzlies, he had more passion. He had a spark for things. I think he enjoys playing Russell Westbrook a heck of a lot more than he does Anthony Davis. Because you know what? Anthony Davis is a poser, okay? He wants to be this seven-foot, like, he wants to be a seven-foot point guard. And I'm sorry, but you can't be. You got the height and you got the ability 
to be to be a dominant force in the post, and that's the best thing for any team that you're going to be on and you're going to you're going to compete with. Joel Embiid learned that early on, and he had to understand, hey, I'm not going to sit out there shooting threes all day. Yeah, I'm going to shoot some because I can, but I got to get in the paint. I got to work on my post game. Okay. And that's what he did, and now he's a dominant force, and and that's great for every team that he's on. He's going to be an amazing contribution and an all-star and a superstar. Anthony Davis is going the wrong way. Anthony Davis is going the wrong way, okay? Dirk Nowitzki was uh, amazing, and if, if Anthony Davis could play to the level of a Dirk Nowitzki, okay, then I'd be happy with that because Dirk understood I got to get my butt in the paint. I got to post up. I got to be at the free throw line extended. I got to do my work inside. Yes, I can shoot, but it doesn't mean I need to shoot. What's best for my team is me in the paint. I'm seven foot tall. I need to be in there getting rebounds and crap for my team as well and defend. Anthony Davis doesn't want to. He's a pansy. He goes in there and is like, oh, I don't want to play in the paint. I don't want to get beat up and bruised and banged. Well, you know what? You're hurt every single game anyway. You're hurting every single game because you know what? You look like, I mean, you you're wire thin. You're wire thin. You look like. You look like a street pole. I mean, it's it's crazy how thin you are. And you're not putting any mass on. You're not bulking up like any of these guys. I mean, you come in still pretty dang lanky compared to what you were when you were in college. So you're not a physical force to dominate inside. And it's easier to defend you that way. Now, yes, if he starts to play in the paint on days that he is more physical, on days that he does feel like he can attack in the paint, they play a lot better. But LeBron James does not want to play with a guy who sits there and says, I don't want to be physical. I don't want to play in the paint. I don't want to take a beating. Um, I'm sorry. That's not LeBron James, and that's not what LeBron James is about. LeBron James is about you dominate your opponent. You do what you can do to, to destroy them. You find the matchups. You play smart basketball, and you go to where you need to to play that way. Anthony Davis doesn't do that, and I'm sure it's frustrating as heck for LeBron James. And LeBron James will never say it. He'll never say it, but he should because maybe Anthony Davis would listen at that point. Okay? So, anyway, there's a lot of issues with the Lakers, but that's the big thing we see right now. Anyway, leftovers. Okay? Leftovers are what we're getting from teams right now after COVID has eaten all the fresh food from Christmas Day. And this is going to the NFL mainly, guys, um, right now. Because NBA, yeah, it's going to fluctuate. There's so many regular season games. It, it, each one individual game is not as important. However, <laughs> however, um, the problem with, is with the leftovers is that look at what happened with the Dolphins and the Saints on Monday night football. Taysom Hill was among a plethora of Saints that were sidelined. They weren't even an NFL caliber team against the Dolphins. They weren't even an NFL caliber team, guys, against the Dolphins. Like, seriously, that was a horrible, horrible product they put on the field. Chiefs missed Travis Kelsey. Brandon Cooks was missing from Houston. Now, now there's questions about Carson Wentz. Who knows who else will be added in the coming days? Um, you know, as we approach this weekend, there's going to be more guys that pop up on the COVID list. It leaves the NFL playoff race more open in the air than ever. Okay, and we will see what leftover players make it onto the field this weekend after COVID. 
because it keeps decimating rosters keeps decimating rosters so we just wanted to mention that it's a really good symbolism there is that hey we are left over whatever we have and you got to deal with whatever you got right and the teams that are going to be able to do that are going to make their way in the playoffs the teams that can't do that will not make their way in the playoffs um you know look at the baltimore ravens and what's going on lamar jackson things like that and that's what we've said it guys we've said it this is a guy that he will get hit he will get hurt the way he plays um and covid issues and things like that there's so much around him that makes it so inconsistent and i'll tell you we dropped him from our fantasy team this year in one of our um keeper leagues we didn't keep him this year because of that same thing it's just the inconsistencies that will happen at some point and if it happens down the stretch like it's happening right now it's going to hurt the Ravens a heck of a lot more than it is going to help them. Um, they've been able to pass the ball very effectively, but their team is not built to pass the ball effectively. So it, it, it does, they still lose games, even though they're, they've got a better, like, pure quarterback play in there. You know, because last few weeks, like, Huntley and, and you know, Johnson, they, they've been playing well um, at quarterback. But, Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the NFL playoff race. Also with the NFL, we saw the firing of Urban Meyer from the Jaguars. I don't want to say I told you so. So Aurora says that she told you so. Um, Urban Meyer relied you know, relied on having more talent than opponents at Florida and Ohio State. In the NFL, new coaching jobs happen with a lack of talent typically. Okay, Some get lucky from a retirement or something like that, like Tom Coughlin did in Pittsburgh. Or Mike McCarthy in Dallas right now, you know, because those guys they get they they have great teams already when they come in they inherit a great team, but that's a rare situation. Most coaches who are well rounded <clears throat> will be able to show progress from the beginning as they build a team like like Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay right now. You know, those guys were given a few years and they have built up programs. Um, you know, at the NFL level, and that's that's a great thing. But Urban Meyer just did not make sense for the Jaguars. Um, he has just he came in there like Chip Kelly, and um, you know tried to do Chip Kelly things. And you know, I think that it was it you know people just realized, look, man, you don't know how to use the talent you got. Um, you know, you just you know how to use a team. Like if Urban Meyer was the team, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He'd probably be a great coach because they have a more talented team than the other team most weeks. But if he's the coach of Jacksonville Jaguars, he's going to be facing a lot of mismatches against him. And he's going to have to know how to, you know, fix that. And he doesn't have to. He hasn't had to do that in forever because he hadn't had to worry about that at Florida and Ohio State. He's always got the better mismatch. So, anyway... Good, kind of, kind of good riddance to Urban Meyer. I mean, I hope him all the best. I hope he goes back to college and can do some great things and help build up a program or something. But um, you know, Jaguars was definitely not a good stop for him. NFL was not a good stop for him. Next, Curry takes the top spot in three pointers made. Okay, many people are going to be so upset about this. Oh well, you know, Steph Curry only had made more because you know he shot so many more. I just want to say one thing about this real quick, guys. Steph Curry actually has a better shooting percentage right now from three-pointers than Ray Allen did. Ray Allen shot 42.5% from the field from three-point range. Okay? Steph Curry from three-point range has shot 47.5%. Okay? That's 5% better than where Ray Allen was in his career. So, just putting that out there, that it's not just because he's shooting a lot more. 
he is that much more lethal and that much more proficient. And yes, maybe Ray Allen could have taken some more shots. He wasn't always the focal point of an offense. Yes, he, he probably could have made a lot more, but it is what it is. Steph, that's Steph's game. That's what it's all about. And, you know, that's he is the guy, the go-to guy to make shots and things like that. So um, kudos to him. I think it's great. I think he is probably the greatest three-point shooter of all time right now. Um, you know, definitely warrants that from a stat standpoint. But, yeah, Ray Allen was amazing, and he was a generational player. I love Ray Allen. Huge fan of Ray Allen. But I got to give it to Steph in this um, regard. And I'll always have respect for Ray Allen. I love what he did. And I think he's the guy that kind of led and paved the way for guys like Steph Curry. All right. Then the best gift ever. Okay. I'm just going to tell you guys this. The best gift ever that we got was when we went to Twitter. Okay. And we saw. I saw on my Twitter account. Some moron who actually tweeted out, okay, he, he actually tweeted how the CDC changed their quarantine from 10 days to 5 days after positive tests because of the NBA and NFL players. Seriously, he seriously said that. He seriously said that the NFL and NBA losing revenue from possible game issues and things like that is why the CDC is changing its recommendations. Seriously, I mean, come on. I love sports. I love sports. Aurora loves sports. Okay, they're they're very important and much more important economically than most people realize. But this is not how that works. This is not. Come on, man. That is not how that works. This idiot actually believed and actually tweeted out on his personal Twitter that he thinks that the CDC, the CDC, okay, actually changed this policy and their personal recommendation their their professional recommendation for these guidelines because of nba and nfl teams having players go on the covid list and miss games and and games possibly being postponed and crap like are you serious right now are you that stupid like this is why some people shouldn't have social media. And this is why social media needs to stop being focused on so much because there's so many people out there that are just ridiculous and know nothing about what they're saying, guys. I can sit there and tweet at um I, I can sit there and tweet at Tesla, okay? And I can have a tweet that goes out and it's at Tesla and it, it you know it hits on their page or whatever. And it could be the stupidest thing in the world. I have no idea about Tesla. I have no idea what Tesla's doing. I don't keep up with that crap. So whatever I say on that page is going to be uneducated. This is exactly what this guy said. So for any of you out there, if you actually think for if you actually think for a second that the NBA, NFL, sports at all affected the CDC's change in recommendation, I'm telling you right now, it absolutely did not. It absolutely did not. There's no chance that that's a possibility. This is not how that works, guys. Not how that works, okay? The American and the the world economy, the world infrastructure and people like losing jobs and not being able to get enough nurses back on staff and not being able to have health professionals there because they get COVID or whatever, that's a much bigger reason that the CDC would make this change than any sports-related thing. So 
for whoever the heck that was. I, I I can't remember the guy's name because I just saw it and I like I couldn't even believe myself. Like I was on the floor laughing right away. That's not how this works. Okay, so absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how in the heck people think that you know that's like honestly this is probably a guy i don't know maybe maybe he's like stephen a smith where he thinks like you know everything kind of revolves around sports and him and he's the most amazing thing on the planet because he knows sports or whatever like i'm sorry the world doesn't revolve around sports the world doesn't revolve around you um and and the world doesn't revolve around any one thing so it's just absolutely ridiculous. So I thought that was hilarious. Maybe you guys will get a kick out of that because that's just so stupid for someone to be able to post that. Like seriously, oh NBA and NFL, you know, got the CDC to lower their, you know, their uh, recommendations for people from ten days to five days. That's so stupid. So stupid. Oh uh, whatever. Anyway, um, that's it uh, for today. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We'll probably have a bonus episode. Um, coming up with the new years um probably have that and uh yeah we'll 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 see from there but yeah sorry we missed those last couple weeks like i said we were out on vacation got wrapped up with some things with the holidays and stuff um but thank you guys so much for listening really appreciate it we'll talk to you again next week and don't forget aurora and i are official travel agents specializing in disney um universal sea world carnival carnival cruise line royal caribbean um and sandals resorts as well as we can just book hotels and travel and things like that for you too so feel free to reach out would love to help you with travel plans and booking your next set of magical memories um yeah for me and aurora thank you guys so much hope you had a merry christmas happy holidays whatever you celebrate um and we'll talk to you again here soon